0: This podcast is brought to you by Infinite Resources, a local staffing agency connecting diverse job candidates and central Iowa companies. Amplified.
1: Hey, everyone. My name is Eddie Diaz. Thank you for joining me on my first ever podcast episode uh, named The Roads Taken. Uh, Purpose of this episode is to meet some cool people Get to know about their lives and hopefully some lessons learned so we can help other people uh, learn from those lessons and get to meet uh, some cool people along the way so uh, today's episode is my very first one and i wanted to make it special so uh, i ended up inviting uh, ruby herrera Uh, ruby thank you for joining me today how are you
0: it's delightful i mean come on to end my friday this way mejor que esta compañía aquí with your first podcast. Me siento, you know, so honored, you know, talk about, you know, privilege. Wow. Gracias.
1: Yeah. No, thank mm. you. I'm excited we got it to work. Uh, so I'll give a little background on, on, on Ruby and then we'll dig into kind of your childhood, get into some other stuff uh, along the ways and hopefully find some lessons learned and, and, um, Mistakes and highlights and lowlights and all that good stuff. So, uh, mm-hmm. a, few, a, few th- a few things that you should know about Ruby. Um, uh, Ruby is a mother of a senior in high school. Uh, she's a graduate of Perry High School, Central College, Drake University. Am I missing any of the places you graduated from? Did you
0: mention DMAC?
1: DMAC, oh, yes, I yeah, forgot. So oh, yeah, so
0: Foundation, my DMAC. Yeah, I have DMAC to give DMAC it up alone. for DMAC. Um. Yeah, and then they gave me the little motivation and push that I needed to move on to
1: Central College. Gotcha. Yeah. Oof, can't That's believe right. I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know that. I'm sorry. I, so yeah, Dmac, first generation college student, a proud Chicana, ooh, ooh. A, a world traveler, <laughs> uh, and my cousin. Out of those, which ones are you the most proud of?
0: <laughs> oh my god. Um. Uh. You know what? The ones that brings me the most joy because we go back in history. Ser tu prima.
1: Yeah, good okay. answer.
0: For the audience out there, we have a little uh, palomas, so yeah. we're gonna toast to that. Yes. Salud for Friday and being familia. So I really like that. Thank you. You you know me. Yes,
1: I do. <laughs> Anything I missed that was uh, a people should know about you? Yeah. I know there's a lot. There's though. a
0: lot, but yeah, those are the one of the key you know roles in my life so far. Yeah.
1: Awesome. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's get into uh, a little bit about your background that I didn't touch on. So. First part is uh, we're going to look into your childhood, where you come from, some of the things that you've uh, learned along the way. So uh, tell tell our friends, where did you grow up? And what are some of your favorite childhood memories?
0: Mm, I feel like this is going to be the best therapy session ever. <laughs> <laughs> hey, wait, yeah. hold on. Before you get any further, look what I brought for you. Oh, God. Okay. Okay. Ready. <laughs> uh, this is the beauty about being in family. They, they bring you stuff. Oh, oh, my gosh. Okay. For the audience out there. He brought me fresas, strawberries. Okay, this seriously, seriously takes me back to my childhood. There are two smells, and this is, a, this is the thing you can't transmit through a podcast or through TV or anything like that or TikToks. The smell, the scent that just triggers your mind to go back to a place in time. Um, so strawberries, I mean, seriously, even if I never ate them, just I have uh, strawberries, and I have um, so strawberries that remind me of growing up in the strawberry fields. We had a little trailita. And and then the other scent for me would be guayabas, which reminds me of my childhood and um Guaco, Michoacan. So this is this is special. This is so special. I don't know. Like they're, I want to get teary eyed. <laughs> they're
1: so special. I already started eating them on the way here. So I'm gonna
0: you, dip, yeah. dip them in my paloma over here. Yeah. No, this is sweet. This is are they sweet though?
1: Oh yeah, they're pretty good. Mm. They're pretty good. I was mm-hmm. pleasantly surprised. Mm-hmm. I mean.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. But no le llegan, not the same as fresh-picked, you know, strawberry fields of California. Yes. Specifically Watsonville. Yes. And for all of you, you know, if you ever go shopping from now on, look at the box. It will say Watsonville, California. If it doesn't, don't even buy it. <laughs> yeah.
1: So that's a good intro. Yeah. Where mm. did you grow up, and what are some <sighs> of your favorite childhood memories?
0: You know, I as I was thinking about that question, I one of the first memories was um, not that I remember, but again, through storytelling and storytelling, storytelling in our familias is big. That's how we keep the memory alive. And then saying how uh, they lived in a little, trailita, a little trailer and and just to pause a little bit for the audience out there. This is me. This is me being very much authentic, being out there in Spanglish. So if you're listening to me, Spanglish is my comfort zone Um Spent. I so will go in and out of uh, English and Spanish, but yes. So la tráilita, a little trailer where uh, we grew up. You know, we were neighbors, mm-hmm. you know, and our parents, and and that's why again I get triggered by the smell of strawberries because I remember my parents. Even then, when we moved out of the trailer um, in the strawberry fields, you know, we lived in a in a, one of the garages, and in there I remember the image of my parents coming home with. Uh, Los pantalones, you know, todos enlodados, but still their scent was of strawberries. Mm -hmm. And um, that was sweet. And I remember growing up um, a happy child. You know, I I don't believe they gave us quantity, but they gave us quality time. Um, And that was unique. I know they didn't do, um, in this phase of my life, being a parent myself now, a single mother, I realized that, They did what they could with what they had. And I've never grew up with regrets or resentments or oh porque yo, porque la circunstancia. It was it was what it was. And I grew up with other Chicanos, Mexican Americans growing up in high school or you know, throughout middle school and so forth that were in the same situation. Parents making it. And the struggle was real, but so was the love and the unity in la familia. So that always made us persevere, that the idea of that, you know, at the end of the day, we're going to be there for each other. So, yeah. uh,
1: Following up on that, you said you, you don't have any regrets of how you grow up. I don't know about you, but I, I, when I was younger, I, I kind of, I was a little bit of a whiner. I'm like, oh, why don't I have that? Or my kid, my friends are, can do this, my friends can do that. It took me a long time to realize how lucky I was mm. having mm-hmm. the family that I have. Have you always... Recognized how lucky you were, or, or did you like eventually when you got older? Looked back, I'm like, oh man, I did have it pretty good.
0: Mm. Como nunca faltó el amor, I think I didn't focus on the big stuff. Um, now that I can recall, I do feel that there was a moment where I started, um, not and it wasn't a perfect childhood for any means. Este, I do remember going a little deeper, um it was 5 i was 5 years old and we went back to michoacan and then one day after you know probably a couple of weeks of being there i remember waking up and my parents were gone mm. and i think that i think that paloma started to kick in but, <laughs> <laughs> but i do remember feeling this sense of Abandono, sense of abandonment, like questioning myself, what's wrong with me?
1: Mm.
0: You know, why did they leave me behind? And it was a couple of years, or what felt for like forever, uh, because we didn't have any communication. There was one phone for the entire, you know, town of Huacao, and you didn't call on us it was an emergency. So I didn't really know, you know, I didn't hear them. I don't hear. No, hablaba con ellos. No los escuchaba. And so I was raised in, during that time with my grandparents. Oh, wow. And they took Tito, my younger brother, and I thought, but why him? What's wrong with me? Mm. And at a very early age, and and I don't know if you got the same treatment, but when we go to Mexico, we're los gringos, as I los mm. pochos, which I bring bring honor to be in a pocha now, right? Um, but back then it was like hi te más, una presumida, you know, still like you're in kindergarten, you're five, but yeah, they they the sense of bullying. Um but yeah, so for me it was like, hey, yeah, there must be something wrong with me because my parents left me uh here with my grandparents and um even then, you know, a lot of things happened and I, I learned very early on that nobody was gonna come in. Nobody was going to come in rescue me. It was through some traumatic stuff that happened in living as a young girl in in, in Huacao in Mexico. Um yeah, things you can't erase, things that make you grow up a lot faster and remind you that, hey, you know, you got um you got God. I have faith. And that that's the one thing I do remember. Having beautiful um, you know, growing up, I do remember my mom um putting you know, this, la, la, how would I say, la poca energía que tenía, put it into us. Mm-hmm. You know, coming home and my parents would divide up the task. He would, you know, make dinner. She would wash the dishes or vice versa. And then she would, you know, bathe us. And then always, always, uh, as tired as she was, she would read to us. Mm. Read to us and then cuentos from la infancia or cuentos from a book. Reading was always a part of, you know, growing up. Um, so, and... To end the night, we would end with a prayer and what are you thankful for? Mm. And so when I remember being left in Mexico, I thought I remember my five year old and I said, I I don't know what I did to be alone or be abandoned, but you got me. Like tu me vas a cuidar. And mi ángel de la guarda, which they raised me to believe in el ángel de la guarda, my guardian angel, I always felt that sense of kicking in and it's survival it's how do you make it, it isn't until like a couple years you know I come back to the U.S. Um, forgot all the English that I knew and starting off in second grade um, and even then <laughs> and I remember um, Tito I was like I'm gonna hate him I told him a story I'm like I'm gonna hate this little Tito guy you know because they took him and not me and and I guess that was a little a little uh, resentimiento right there because yeah. I remember them sending letters and in one of the letters they sent pictures with him mm-hmm. uh playing in the front yard and with uh, the water hose. He, he yo, mm-hmm. You're gonna get your you know, yeah. vas a ver yo <laughs>
1: And for those of you that don't know, Tito is uh, her younger brother.
0: Yes, younger brother. So
1: that's pretty yeah. wild because I'm sure I knew at some point this happened but I don't I didn't know that. I didn't mm-hmm. um, I mean you're a little bit younger than me, but I don't remember that. Part of yeah. my life when yeah, you're not you're being pretty, around
0: pretty young pretty young and 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 the thing is and then this goes out to parents don't assume i think it, it i think that's the biggest killer of, of a, a communication um they assume i was okay because they were back in the u.s they were working um but i wasn't okay because then they still worked long hours which i understood um you know as well as your parents you know they would leave the house at four or five in the morning and then come back hasta que se metía el sol a las seis de la tarde or so. Um, So I didn't see them much. But even then, when they, again, back to the quality time. But, yeah, assuming that for many years that, oh, está bien, like ya no llora, no hace nada, you know, está bien. And it wasn't until I was 21 uh, or 20, almost turning 21, that we had that uh, discussion. Me acuerdo que I was in the airport sitting down and, Waiting, and I was like, Dad, por qué? oye pa? Por qué? Uh, mi mano me habla. She's pretty quiet. Um, y dijo, you know, it's hard for her. It's hard for her to see you take off because this is always what we wanted for you to. Tener uh, raices, pero también tener alas para volar. You know, fly far, do whatever you need. Uh, but if she feels like she talks to you, then she's going to start crying. Mm-hmm. And I said, Well, you know what? I'm a lot. Um, I don't know, about mature but I don't know, I'm mature at that age, but I said, I, I know my history a little more about being Chicana. I know where I stand. Um, I'm going to go try and give Mexico another try. This, you know, they didn't treat me quite as well the first time. Uh, this is me giving Mexico another opportunity because now I know more about me and being Chicana and being, you know, Mexican-American and so forth. But uh, he was like, a ver, a ver, go like, what what is this you know giving mexico and Chad's like well you know it sucked when i was mm-hmm. living as a kid over there i even stopped going to school because you know, they robaban mi torta <laughs> 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 let's be real yeah. no, I, <laughs> the foodie I, in me was like oh, you're not taking my little torta but yeah you know it's 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 it was one of those things that i, I grew up with and um but communication again don't assume and have those conversations and as a, and even now, even last year still, I still dig into that past like, hey, I'm more brave and I'm not afraid to ask the, the, the hard questions. And a lot of has come out, um, you know, especially at my mom's passing a year and a half ago where it's like, you know, you, a, este, they're getting older. So mm-hmm. it's, this is the time to really ask the questions. you Again, because I said maybe they assume, but I shouldn't. I need to break that and actually ask the questions and not quedarme con la duda.
1: Yeah. I, I didn't live out there as long as you did, but I do remember getting jumped a couple of times when I would go Oy on visits and, and getting chased mm-hmm. around. Like, and my Spanish wasn't great. So <laughs> so yeah, you yell that, at them in English? Yeah. Leave me alone. Leave yeah, me alone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so going back to your, your childhood, what, you know, every family has like these little funny stories of um, growing up. Is there is there any story that your family shares about your childhood, or like something crazy that happened, something funny? that you remember? Maybe you didn't. You don't remember specifically, but people, you know, it goes through years, and you, hey, remember when that happened? Mm. Or uh, any funny stories from your childhood?
0: Uy. Um, you know, this, this... Going down memory lane. Okay. Uh, maybe there was one where... It was very simple, but they kept bringing it up. So it's dramática, this drama queen over here. Um, I was little, and um, I think... It was my brother that hit me and hit me in my stomach and me pegó en la panza. You know, like kids were was playing mm. but it was just like I you know, Tito me pegó en el mero corazón. <laughs> and I was like Touching my stomach, but talking about my heart, yeah. and the, it, they say bien dramática. <laughs> they, say, they Didn't even hit you in your heart, but I had learned from novelas, yeah. you know. I learned from so far that whenever the you know actresses would hold their heart, like oh, me duele el corazón, like I got it. Like that's the worst that people can do to you, you know. That's why my girls uh, don't watch novels. Uh, <laughs> <I'm like>, only <laughs> like out. yes, Marine
1: Corps movies. <laughs> um, uh, so you, you touched upon maybe one of them, but is there any any? And you also touched on lessons already. So just to kind of recap some of the lessons that mm. I captured is mm. quality time. Like mm. uh, I'm assuming that's something you value now uh, with your daughter uh, and that hopefully people, especially young parents, realize yeah. that quality time huge. That reading piece, mm. I don't remember my mm. parents reading to me. So I'm, I'm kind of envious that you got mm. that. But I'm sure that that stuck with you and oh, yeah. and that, that probably helped. Um, so moving on to other challenges, maybe later in, in your childhood, but do you remember any big challenges that, or failures in your childhood, if you want to call them that, that you had, and what what did you learn from those experiences? Mm.
0: I love this word failure. I I talked to my daughter about that. I said, love your failures. Here's the thing, and, and, and even my students, you know, as a high school st- uh, teacher and mother of a senior, I said, what do you wish for the new st- generation, these teenagers, I said, Fail often and fail early. Because in those failures is donde vas a aprender. Mm-hmm. You know, they're the biggest lessons. And here's the thing, whether you call it karma, whatever you want to call it in life, you know, la misma pendeja is going to keep coming back and back hasta que aprendas. Like life diciendo, oye pendeja, ¿aprendiste o no? You're like, I get it, I get it. You know, I mean, it's hard. It's hard sometimes to get it the first time around. oh yeah, this is the thing that makes us grow up. And um, But failures... You know, todos los tenemos. Um, and it wasn't until this, prime, now late 30s, now in my 40s, that I really re- embraced that, embrace that, you know, embrace what sucks, because that's where the biggest lessons are. Así que no tengo, you know, remordimientos en ese sentido. Um, failures, you know, I guess what society would call failures. Um, I would say, um, at the beginning of at high school, I was tempted to drop out. There was a few months that I casino iba las clases. Mm-hmm. And I wonder what it was? Here's here was this is where I thought it was genius. I was a pretty good student and back in Aptos High School in California y, and I thought, "Okay, si me porto fuera de, you know, fuera de serie, out of my norm, you see, si I start skipping classes or oh, no boy, um and get back grades, my parents are going to see whatever good student I was back in California and they'll send me back mm. you know, to graduate with my class." Entonces, era supuestamente mi plan, pero siempre me ganaba my, the good girl uh, But yeah, I think it was tempting, especially because, you know, back then, I didn't identify with anybody. And I remember que tú y yo nos decían, are you gang members? I kind of was. Y <laughs> yo, él sí, pero yo no. <laughs> Although, but you guys, here's the thing. This is, this is a good lesson for teachers out there and students, I suppose, because... I remember feeling that the more they said, even if it was jokingly, o sea, en broma, te lo empiezas a creer. Te lo empiezas a creer. And so then when I, I started thinking, I remember I got, the, and so I taught uh, middle school first. Y me acuerdo que I cut myself. Eh, las chicas eh, estaban mucho más grandes. Y, y we assumed things, again, the, the, the big mistake, you know, to assume, oh, eh, se vistan así, uh, este ya están, se ven altas, they must be, they look older for their age. Y dije, no, 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 wait that's one of the things that I, I hated people doing about me. Mm-hmm. Let me not, let me set myself there. Porque, porque no, they are, si yeah. se ven grandes, se ven mayores, pero su corazón y su experiencia es todavía de una niña, you know, middle school de 12, 13 años. And they're out for, you know, looking for love, got somebody to value them. I mean, todo esto. Entonces, anyways, but back in high school, creo que me lo empecé a creer y dije, que feo. Que feo que, it's again, words have power, you know, words have power y entonces we have to be, very careful what words we choose and um, don't fall into those assumptions. ¿verdad? De que, uh, in a, in, again, now in reflection, digo, okay, pues no aquí éramos la primera tanda de Latinos y they didn't know any better. No. You know, hopefully now that's one of the three students is Latino in pre-high school, they would know that, hey, you know, learn, learn a little more. Mm-hmm. ¿verdad? No sé cómo la situación, pero me imagino que it's way different from being 10 or 15 of us in a whole high school. Entonces era... era but, Again, it's a, how you reflect on it. I ref- I think that I did the most growing up and knowing about myself. Yeah. That's why I said when I went to study in Yucatan by the time I was 20 or so, ya yo había pasado por ese crisis de identidad to really discover who I was. And it was because I was placed in the middle of, you know, white America. Yeah. Y dije, okay, pues th- things got real. Let's let's see how this, this goes. I need to see where I go and what I value and what being Chicana is all about. So,
1: yeah. And unfortunately, I mean, we're kind of lucky. We both kind of got stereotyped for a while, but we broke those stereotypes and we were able to move on and, and do some other stuff. But I know mm. people that kind of got sucked into that lifestyle yeah. and, and weren't able to learn from those mm. failures. So, mm-hmm. All right, next question. Uh, what are some of the most influential uh, people in your childhood? Uh, and I'll start off with somebody that I thought you would mention earlier from your uh, childhood Memories. Um, do you remember Aptos High School, your freshman year?
0: Yes, la flor. remember? So this is my <laughs> sophomore
1: year. Her freshman year. Uh, this is a massive high school, probably like 1,500, 2,000 yeah. people in California, and all of a sudden at a lunch. Oh my God, you remember? Uh, that? <gasps> oh my God, it's coming God. back. Yes, yes. Like I, Ruby's. <laughs> always been confident and has a strong presence and to get out in front of thousands or maybe hundreds I don't know uh, tell us that story of a I'm sure um, let me guess Selena's got to be one of some, one of the influential uh, people in your childhood
0: Hell yeah Hell yeah Wow yes and I will have to also say the momento to pause and say yeah, I'm very appreciative of your mom yeah yeah because she got my mom. To go and see me. Yeah. Yeah. My mom was like, ¿Qué vas a hacer allá? You know, again, my mom being very conservative and didn't want to go see this talent show. I remember I got the courage. because, you know, ahora cuándo? I just like heard Selena. She's like, finally somebody, you know, a Chicana that didn't speak Spanish that well. And can, again, back then, we were all struggling with our Spanish. Probably, you know, I've improved a little bit But Pero, I was like, finally, somebody we can identify with. Yeah. You know, with the lipstick, el cabello, todo. And it was just like, yes. Let's do this. And a friend of mine in high school said, Okay, there's a talent show coming. I think you should audition. I was like, Neta? Like mm. and it just takes one person to believe in you. Yeah. Because you know you have that the es, spinita, es esa, esa, corazonada, the little things that tells you, you know, you should go and do something out of your comfort zone. But it's alguien siempre que te believes in you more than probably at the beginning especially more than you. Um and so, again, it was that friend. I was like, okay, let's do it. And it was a talent show. Wasn't it, was, it was during lunch, right? Wasn't yes. it during
1: lunch? <laughs> yes, like out in the, like,
0: open. <laughs> the Did you yeah, go high? The like, no, es mi prima. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Está muy bien. Ya <laughs> <we're> <laughs> <going> <laughs> otra vez con su discurso. Yeah. Con su show. No, you know, and I'm going to confess to you right now. There was another occasion. They had mariachi, live mariachi. And I remember que la same friend, she's like, oh, ella canta, ella canta, que se cante amor, uh, no amor prohibido, amor este, ¿cómo se llama la letra? Eterno? Eterno.
1: Yeah.
0: And then so I started singing, and they're like, fuck, se me olvidó la letra. <laughs> <laughs> yo, back then we don't have, you know, la technology yeah, where yeah, I yeah. can pull up my phone. Y, y yo así empecé a llorar just to play it off, like, and they're like, oh, y todo el mundo, ¿qué pasó? ¿qué pasó? Y yo, es que se murió mi abuelito. <laughs> <laughs> It off. I, I know it. now finally this feels good to confess finally after so many years yeah um uh, but that's what happened because like, how can i play this off like cool like okay first of all you know it was in this became oh no manches um but yeah that was fun and then so, so I you just
1: like the foundation <laughs> this is a very kind of an affluent high school in california mm, mm-hmm. um primarily white still um and all of a sudden you, they have a talent show in the uh, in the quad, and hundreds of people, and there's Ruby just belting away some Selena. I don't even know if it was that song, but I remember, um, because even back then, Spanish music was not um, super well accepted in, in those type of settings.
0: I do share this story with my students every year. I do remember the day that Selena passed away, because um, that was the day that the talent show for the parents at night was being held on the bus, uh Camino a Casa, I remember hearing, oh, Selena, I was like, este, viene, you know, playing Selena songs, like, all the ride home. Llego a la casa, same thing, primer impacto, you know, uh, has Selena, and I was like, okay, Leoma, qué pasó? Y se pues, you know, somebody shot Selena. Uy, mi corazón se destrozó en mil pedazos, I was heartbroken, and she's like, are you still going to go do it? And I said, yeah, 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 porque this is, in honor of her it's, mm-hmm. it's it's like if anything ella nos mostró uh you know to to step up entonces me acuerdo que llegué again, this is before social media again and I told the um the cast uh, cómo se llama el director de, mm. de, del, del lugar allí y le dije you know just uh, for some folks that haven't gone home they maybe do not don't know yet but falleció hoy Selena she's like okay we had you coming out in third place eh, ahora vas a uh, oh. y yo, okay trago mi tierra. Uh, but I was like okay brave let's be brave este and I step out there y me acuerdo my mom was still unsure ella, yo, I, I get it like I get it now we used to clash a lot with my mama porque we were different personalities este, ella me quería más en casa, más reservada, and I was always about like eh, you know public la calle, y so yeah, voluble. yeah y me acuerdo que uh, your mom was the one que convenció a mi mamá vamos vamos este so we went and I was the first one up and like ¿saben qué? This has just happened and it was just I remember very vividly and ah, from the audience mm. and that just stuck with me because everybody was like ah oh, like oh, no puede pasar no puede and then I sang her song um no I did not win first prize but, <laughs> you did. but dang but I felt like a winner that day because I got over my fear and everyone was I felt like everyone was singing and standing up and again I first people I could see in the audience because the lights were on me so the first people you know kids that I could see in the audience they were teary-eyed and um, it was emotional it was really emotional uh, so I still remember that story. That's yeah. so
1: brave. I, I, yeah. I, It took me so long to kind of come out of my shell and um, to be able to do that. You were a freshman. That's wild.
0: Yeah, freshman.
1: All right. So, uh, moving on to our next topic, then um, education. We're both uh, highly educated Latinos in, in many, many ways. Um, one of the things I've noticed recently is that education is in a pendulum. When we were growing up, college was like college go to four years go to college go to college go to college it mm-hmm. was it was is that's the pathway to success it seems to me that the pendulum's swinging the other way and some people are questioning the value of college mm-hmm. um uh saying oh college debt is too much it's not college education is not worth the what they're co- uh, what they're charging go to work that's where you gain experience where do you land on this where do you land on is college overrated or is college necessary?
0: Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's debatable. Hoy en día es mm-hmm. <sighs> Me choca que, you know, I hated that, that, that the tuition is so high that yeah, we really have, like you said, it's nos estamos um, endeudando más al momento de salir. I, again, no regrets going to college. and would do it all over again. Una of las mejores experiencias de mi vida. But I do um, say that el éxito viene in diferentes maneras. Mm-hmm. And limitarnos a pensar that college is, though, is the only way to success is, is lying to these kids because they know different. I, I believe that there, we were just talking about it this morning, and there's a trade and construction expo at Camp Dodge um, uh, through the National Guards, and some of them are interested. Porque dicen, okay, lo que podemos hacer quizás es una carrera técnica of, you know, two years and, you know, maybe very well make, you know, four, you know, three or two, you know, dos veces más o triple of what any four-year college graduate would make. Entonces, I feel like students are starting to do their research. Like, ¿qué me va a beneficiar a corto plazo, a largo plazo? invertir mi tiempo. La educación nunca va a ser una pérdida. That's for sure. I always tell them, whenever you go into, nunca va a ser una pérdida. Uh, and we talked about it today, but well, I was very curious. I wanted their opinion. I said, why is it that there's more um, latinas in a college campus than there are men? Entonces algunos decían, no, pues es que yo quiero la troca ya, you know. They say it's like, does it come from from this Idea of instant gratification—that where we are living in this world, donde you want it, you want it to be happy, you want it to be now, quieres el dinero ahorita. Este donde, you know, our videos, our TikToks, y todo is like fast, moving fast. in like if the, even if the video is longer than a minute, you're like, oh, moving on. Yeah. Entonces, creo que, and I said, all right, just I, I get curious, I get curious about this topic. Luego, porque, porque más hombres no van. Um, or it has been my observation from what I read. Entonces, male Latinos are less likely, you know, menos que una mujer Latina to go to college. Entonces, es que, pues, socialmente, hay esa presión, that pressure to have, you know, status. Status for men come with, you know, a fancy, you know, troca, the car, eh, o un carro, aunque sea del año, o lo que sea, and then a house. Mm -hmm. El dinero para poder sacar la novia. And where women are more long term uh, visionaries, and again, that was a debate within the class. But a lot of the males were like shaking their head, like, yeah, you have to be working with my papa in the pa- con construction. And I said, okay, but can you tell us a little more about what your mom said during conferences? He dijo, no, sí, pues, my mom said like, yeah, short-term, pues, no, voy a tener mucho dinero, but long-term, pues, mi papá fue el que me dijo uh, that voy a estar con, con rumas, con my mm-hmm. feet hurting, y no va y menos tiempo con la familia, and things like that. And so it's like, okay, there your parents are keeping it in perspective. Like, okay, see, sí, dinero ahorita, pero a la larga, ¿cómo vas a terminar? And so, I, more than anything, didn't tell them, what to decide on, I, I asked them questions. Like ¿Qué es lo que tu te visualizas para tu futuro. What is it that you want? And for me, I said, for example, I don't know exactly that I, I, I wanted to be, become a teacher. I think education or found me. And instead of me finding education or being a teacher, it was one of those, those things that just felt right as I was going through my journey. But este I do remember being very, very clear que desde el principio dije going back to the story of my childhood. Me acuerdo de que, okay, eh, veo el sacrificio de ellos, de mis papás, and I see how muddy they come home. So first, I want a job or a profession where I can dress up, where I look forward to walking in my closet and be like, okay, ¿cómo voy a vestir hoy bien diva? Bien chingona. And then the second thing was, again, because I would be home alone, you know, once I come back to the U.S. and se hacía oscura, yo me, yo me, a mí me daba I mean, I would be, you know, hearing things outside and me escondía en la cama, abajo de la cama. So it's like, by the time they came home a las six, siete de la noche, and, you know, some and ciertas temporadas del año, I remember thinking, I definitely want a job where I can go drop off my kid and pick her up. Like, I don't know what job that's going to be. Y que gane lo suficiente para viajar. Because I cannot be limited to just being in one small little town. Mm-hmm. Tiene que haber más allá de esto. Um, so those were, those are the things that I what people call now manifesting, but I did put it out there. Yo, Diosito, lo dejo en tus manos. I will work my best to accomplish them. Este, y being DMAC, you know that I mentioned DMAC was uh one of the consejos de mi mamá, where it's like, ¿sabes qué? Eh, de panzazo, <laughs> high school, better make sure you keep on going. And so DMAC is where I discovered that I wanted to continue going and que no se me los pies, you know, to keep on going. And because I knew Regardless of what career I would pick, I wanted to make sure it was something that I can provide quality time for my kids. Um, and like I said, look good. You know, yeah. you know? So again, what is it that they are looking for towards their future? Y más allá, sus hijos o familia. You know, yeah. o el perro que tenga, no sé. <laughs> and how much
1: work you're willing to put into it? Because I like the I like the idea of what you said, manifesting, but working for it. Because mm-hmm. so many young people right now, I, I notice they, 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 they have this concept. If they talk about it enough, it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, guys, you, I, I hate mm-hmm. to tell you that's not how no, it works. No, maybe burst your bubble. Yeah. Ayúdate que te ayudaré.
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah, no, no, no. No hay que dejar, no hay que dejar todo a la decidia you know, To leave everything up to hope and hopeful wishing. Yeah. It's like dream, you know, dream big, but then plan accordingly. Yeah. Échale ganas. I mean, esto, venimos a trabajar, Echale ganas. And todo lo que vale la pena en este mundo es, es sacrificio de una manera u otra. Uh, but yeah yeah you you got to do the work yeah the heavy lifting for sure so yeah back to your question um, yeah more than anything it's getting curious about their cu- their future because yeah. uh, i don't want to tell them eh, the only way of success is college porque not everybody's college material right and el éxito viene in different forms for everybody there's so many personalities the same thing with teaching i cannot just have one teaching style porque no va a funcionar para todos los niños yeah. you know everybody You know, so we vary it up um, in order so wh- for it to get them hooked,
1: who would be benefited by college? Then, and mm. your and your view, what what type of student mm-hmm. would should pursue either a community college or a college?
0: Yeah, este buena pregunta. Yo me yo me imagino que el estudiante que tenga la de ver y you know, plan long term, and also careers, perhaps that. Um, require you to not only a bachelor's, but specialized, for example, lawyers or doctors or these specialized where you can't just go out and be like, oh, I'm a doctor, you know, I'm a surgeon. Well, no, you actually need proper training and schooling and years. Um, Because otherwise, I think uh, maybe other careers, you can be trained. A lot of companies now are training their own employees to specialize in what they want to be. And I was like, okay, that could be, you know, A good good investment to for employers now to have their own employees be specialized in what they wanted to be um, or train them in what they wouldn't be specialized in. Eh, But otherwise, yeah, if you're si te nace, si quieres ser ingeniero of some sort, eh, algo especializado. Teacher. Exactly. Exactly. I (laughs) have to promote it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So what what parts? Prepared you to be successful in college, like you. you graduated from a pretty tough school. Well, actually, two, um, DMac, Central, and uh, Drake. I mean, DMac is a good school, but mm-hmm. um, Drake and Central are pretty pretty tough schools. Yeah. What 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 made you successful?
0: Uh, what made me successful? The so first I, I, the first thought that I came to mind. Well, antes de esa pregunta, or maybe it ties into it. Um, step, put myself in positions donde not many would go. Uh, and Perry prepared me for that. Ahora, en reflexión, pienso que being in Perry High School and being one of the few Latinas prepared me for, you know, higher education where it's, la mayoría was white students. You know, ahora amor está cambiando más las, las circunstancias. But, yeah, I remember going, you know, um, and then things were happening in my life too when I ended up transferring to Central, more personal things where I was like, I'm getting the hell out of here. Necesito salir, necesito you know, follow bigger dreams, is to go to Central College. Ya sabía, you know, this is funny though. As I'm drinking my paloma, I'm, I'm <laughs> I remember that I said, um, I'm going to go to college where it's not a party, not a party city. In our party, college, college, uh, party,
1: party town, college party. party, party
0: town, yeah. Que no muchas barras. Yeah. So it was one of my requirements. I don't want this, you know, wherever I end going to have many bars because I'm going to be distracted. Uh, I really wanted, because I, I, did, I str- did the opposite. No. Yeah, but you were an A student. And I was, yo pasé de pansazo, you know. I used to remember the school counselor being like, Ruby, you're not going to graduate. And I was like, uh, watch me. Y <laughs> pasé de panzazo because I still had to take summer schools. And and uh, was it with you? I don't know. I think it was with my, definitely my brother, Tito, that uh, I was a senior with in freshman classes. Yeah. yeah, and he was like, I'm not doing your homework, <laughs> <laughs> yo cabrón. I'm like, I love you, please do my homework. Okay, no, but you know what, see, si, it was one of those situations there. It's like, okay, I made it this far, let's go plus, and es como lo mismo que dicen ahora, if nobody offers you a seat at the table, bring your own chair. Yeah. Entonces, con ese concept, concepto, that same concept that I'm going to go to these, um, you know, campuses where I might be the only Latina, but I'm used to that, now. Be, being in Iowa for a few years now. And change the the stereotype or break those you know stereotypes that people have of us, and and then yeah, and grow from there. Porque dije, al final del día, it's probably the b- biggest uh, training that I'll have in my in my life after college. Porque in in cualquier negocio que vayas, there's gonna be white people, and it's better that I start training myself now on how to bond how to understand how to acoplar me and how to create bridges yeah. entonces for me that was big i was like okay let's let's do this um so I opened up myself and i said i've been doing um risky stuff and 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 going back to even my childhood and thinking you know mi mamá y papá hicieron el, el, the biggest step which was coming to this country you know, here I am in a different scenario crossing to mm-hmm. lugares donde nunca había estado, mm-hmm. or que quizás que we're not being welcome. And I still remember los profesores being like, Ruby, we're gonna be out in Walmart, cuidado, go with somebody else. Uh, we have situations in this town, Pella, uh, it might look like Iowa friendly or Iowa nice, you know, in quotes. Uh, but the truth is, we have students of color that have come back, you know, crying or because they've been harassed or discriminated. Mm-hmm. I took that that into consideration, but at the same time I was like, "Mm, no, eso no me va a detener. It's not going to stop me because I'm here for a purpose, and I'm going to make it. And I guess the biggest jump that, you know, quisieron mis padres fue venir a este país, coming to this country, then I can only, you know, be the next risk, which is putting me in in situations that are new. Um, And again, but I wasn't there to be like, Hostile or like, uh, you know, yeah. waiting to be discriminated. No, I never carried that with me. I listened to uh, consejos, advice, but I never went out to like, oh, this person hates me, that person. Because that's a horrible way to live life.
1: Yeah.
0: Horrible. Entonces, so, no, I, I rather saw opportunities for connection with other people. And that really brought me to then want to travel because I started meeting people, like-minded people that were like, oh, no, go beyond what you know and step out of your comfort zone. You're going to find bigger joys in life.
1: All right, the last piece uh, where I, I want to focus on is lessons learned in your career. Um, so as you mentioned, you're a teacher, not just a teacher, teacher of the year um, here in Iowa. So uh, what's the most important lesson you've learned over your career as a teacher?
0: I feel like we need another podcast series just on this topic alone. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Este, yeah, this is a heavy-loaded question porque as I as I reflect on it porque tengo uh one a new we're so happy that we have like three new um Latinos in, at Roosevelt High School where I currently teach. And it's I know you're like three, like okay. Yeah, but it's a big number for me because oh, yeah. usually I'm like the only one. Big time. Entonces este yeah it's I feel like now that she asks me a lot of questions, it puts me in this position of mentorship and um and asking questions having to reflect just on how I what I learned. Entonces I I like that. I like that where I can pass on e, e, speaking of mentorship, I believe that's one of the biggest things that got me through. I it was very blessed to have um a great mentor uh my first few years, which made a difference every time I could go to her and se notaba que lo hacía de corazon. Like she wasn't out to gain anything. It was like really genuine in in helping me and didn't make me feel dumb or anything it was just like really very helpful and she was uh had been teaching for so many so many years that i i I just soaked in every advice that she had um so definitely having somebody to to vent with when within the profession Uh, and i was just talking about it yesterday because uh dmps uh demo public schools just started a latinx affinity group uh which is in for me a safe space and they've created other groups as well um, and finally, because, you know, back when I started, they had teacher quality projects. Is how we came aboard. And um, and and I have to also make another pause and say, okay, if I never told you before, thank you so much for believing in me. Because I still remember you being like, I think you'd be perfect for this. Yeah. I didn't like school. How am I going to be a teacher? <laughs> yeah, and I, I do believe now that the best teachers are those that failed. Like I said, failures I had many failures in, in throughout life because then we get it. You yep. know what didn't work? Then let's, you know, wake up and make it better. Yeah, not perfect. We're still working. We're work, work in progress always. Is the but yeah I I I believe that mentorship, uh, having the right people in the right spaces, um, learning to say no. I remember early on because you not because I was a people pleaser, but because you're new to it. Como idea I think it came from my my parents. Like you're new at a job, say yes to everything. You know, yes, you know, like para que no so te vayan a correr, you're gonna get fired. Uh, but then no, I was like, no, they cannot. And I shared this at the group yesterday. Uh, to be brave and know your worth. Know your worth because if they wanted to have me as an interpreter, I remember telling a principal. Um, because everyone, everyone, demás, um, everyone else had asked, can you come interpret? Can you interpret? Because they had lost the interpreter, yeah. and uh, and I said no. And finally, when the principal came, I like, no, I'm not going to interpret. And here's the thing: let me just ask you this, what's uh, what's my role? She's so like, well, a teacher. And I said, who am I here to, you know, serve within the space of period five, students? Okay, if I step away what is that doing to my students? What mm-hmm. is that telling my students? I said, so, is again, it, I I understand there's a need, and because there's a need, then you need to go find funding for that. Yeah. Because if I keep putting myself out there to help, you know, being pulled out of my classroom to help other students because somebody came in randomly, you know, in the office wanting to interpreting services, then I'm your band-aid. And our gente, our people, our students deserve you know, to be invested in, if you really believe in their education, you need to go find an interpreter, mm-hmm. you know, and hire them. So don't rely on me. Cause it's, it's offensive, like yeah. in serio, uh, very apologetic after that. I said, okay, get it, get it. You know? And again, I, I, I was just, but we got, we have to build ourselves up where what's your worth. And I said, and again, if I do it, you better have a stipend next to that.
1: Funny. And I'm still struggling with that. I like, I say yes to way too many things. But
0: here's the thing: I mean, just think about it. How many in Teacher Quality Project (TQP) project um, cohorts? How many of them are still in education?
1: Not not enough. No. So
0: a a little background with this: Uh, many teachers were um, hired, or not? Well, we were in becados, scholarships, and this or grants. And I I believe that the the setup, it was the structure of it was really good. It was the afterwards. There wasn't enough support. For the aftermath, like, okay, ahora estamos en las escuelas, now what? Yeah. Um Just talking with different colleagues that are no longer in education, we got burned out. They did. And I said we oui because I'm, like sometimes I get to that point until I like, have to check myself. Um And know that no se deben de aprovechar de tu pasión. And many times we are the, doing the job of two people. Uh, entonces saber uh, poner boundaries for yourself um, and protect that and leave it at the door. Leave, you know, porque leave it at the door because you still have to go home to your children. In my case, you know, no quería que afectar una cosa con otros So learning balance. Yeah. Um, people always talk about self-care and I'm not talking about just getting my beautiful lashes done or mis uñas or whatever. It's really about the 5 minutes each day that you take and reflect to be grateful for what you have. Um those are the small uh, successes for me, cada día. Uh, and again, tying it back to childhood, give me mama, uh, put that seed in there about faith and being grateful. And so even on days where we're on code red, like a couple of weeks ago, you know, lockdown, mm. uh, where you think like, okay, this is how I die. You hold on to faith. You hold on to end of the day. What am I grateful for? Um, and those are the things that keep your cup full and, you see, a veces me dicen, hey, tu pecas de positivo. You know, the, you're so positive. And I said, I, I believe it's been a, a lot of constant work on yeah. focusing on the good. Porque es muy, muy fácil en caer en, en lo negativo. And you know, in, in especially get away from the staff lounge. <laughs> Por favor, protect yourself. Uh, my thing is, and I had this question yesterday: what do you do when they're talking about, you know, mouth, bottom, You know, están hablando mal de un chiquillo, they bad about a student. And I said, I answer with, I don't talk bad about people that are not present in the room.
1: Yeah.
0: That will shut up people, and then I leave. Yeah. Eh, porque again, one of those boundaries that I put my, for myself. I beca- eh, no les permito tampoco. I don't permit. I don't allow for them to before uh, the, the starting the year. Um, you know, which I've seen uh, this happen. Like, oh, let me see your roster. And this kid is bad, 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 bad. Oh, and good, and bad, bad. No, I don't like. I don't like that. I don't like that shit because. I go back to to me, if that would have been done to me, eh, okay, estoy segura que a lo mejor te pasó a ti o me pasó a mí, especially teachers of students of color, donde entramos, and they already think they know about us or assume thing about us. Entonces, si no, no nos da la oportunidad, gives the opportunity to show who we really are. And my belief is like each kid is going to be different with me. Entonces, al amor, no fue el niño ejemplar you know, with that other teacher, but doesn't mean he's going to be like that with me, which again, I'm so glad that I, tune out those voices because they ended up actually connecting with me in a different level and um if I would have again listened to those um pre-written scripts about the student then I would have been you know not doing in them any service like because o sirviéndolos bien because again at the, the end of the day education is is como un negocio, ¿verdad? los clientes son nuestros estudiantes. They are our clients or students. So what is it that they need? We constantly again advice is and it's putting yourself out there, I know. But as teachers, we need to do periodic uh, reflections. Not just on the students, because many times are like, oh, we want to see how the student's doing. It's like, no, check your shit, mm-hmm. you know. How are you doing? Because you might think, like, it's all perfect. And, you know, ellos te van a decir la verdad. And, you know, make it anonymous. Why not? And then grow from there. Um, because it's, it's, it's una profesión constantly changing. And, uh, como decía you know, mi papá no somos monedita de oro para caerle bien a todos. Mm-hmm. Not everybody's going to like us. But in the same thing around, maybe you're not going to like every kid out there. But here's the thing about being a teacher. You're also a best actor and actress mm-hmm. because that child should never sense that you don't like them. Yeah. Again, because we all have our personalities. They should always walk away with you knowing that they are valued in that space. Um, so, again, uh, many, many uh you know, I've been teaching for 14 years. He has aprendido mucho. I've learned so much. And I put myself as a student with a student hat constantly para poder um, tener esa perspectiva de seguir aprendiendo, to constantly be learning. Because uh, the moment that I feel like I got it all, eh, o que lo sé todo, eh, es el día que necesito dejar esta profesión. You know? yeah. Or that I don't do esto con paciencia y amor, uh, o consistencia, or tough love, then I need to step away and do something else with my life. But so far, you know, I'm enjoying it. I I do believe, and this is the question that I ask students, back to your question about career. Um, what's gonna get you up in the shittiest days? Mm-hmm. ¿Qué te va a motivar? I said, but here's the thing, Ligo, I wake up and the blessing when people say, Ay, pero the maestra, you know, they don't respect you enough, you don't make enough, which again I have to thank you because you said we make enough is how we and my dad even added to that is how you invested. Yeah. and how you, you know, manage it. and so you're like, because you even put it in perspective, like our parents are $20,000 a year and look at what they've accomplished.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We're making three or four times as much and okay, we have to, you know, también hacer lo mismo. Entonces, yeah. So I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're earning good money. Entonces, pero it wasn't even the money because this year, beginning of this year, was it? No, beginning of this year or last year? Yeah, ya se me juntaron los años. Beginning of last year, I believe, um, I got a, a job proposal, and me acuerdo que it was for 95000 a year. Y dije, ooh, me voy de vacaciones. But then I, I was so glad that I applied just to know if I would get it. Because then it made me, again, um, confirmar, confirm that I wasn't in for the money. Mm-hmm. You know? y dije, I'm doing this because every day I wake up with a purpose, and not everyone can say that. So that's the Students, whatever you do in life, if you do it with a passion, um, you will never work a day in your life. Entonces, whether it be a four-year career or you know, doctorate or you know, conseguir lo que tú quieras, pero que sea con propósito. And for me, is with service in mind. Yeah. Um. How what well can you bring back to your community? How connect that? Because that's the biggest satisfaction you were gonna get. You know. So
1: yeah. You dropped a bunch of gems, so uh, mm. I'm just recapping a few of them. Mentorship, super important. Uh, be careful who you hang out with, especially mm-hmm. the teacher's lounge. <laughs> uh, find your passion, and it'll, it'll fly, and it'll, you'll be happy. So, All right, so rapid fire. This is the the, the rapid fire, so uh, quick answers. Um, if you could have coffee with any historical figure, who would you choose?
0: Ooh, Michelle Obama.
1: All right. What is your biggest pet peeve?
0: When they put the toilet paper uh, with the little like hoja the other side, you know what I mean? They have to be on the outside. If I go to your house and it's on the other side, I'll take it off and then put it on this side.
1: So it's been you (laughs) that's been doing that. Uh. Can't wipe my ass without the toilet (laughs) (laughs) paper. That's Uh. cricket. Uh, What was your favorite? What's your favorite trip you've ever taken?
0: My what?
1: Your favorite trip you've ever taken.
0: De todas aprendo algo, but I believe Costa Rica, I did zip lining. And if you ever did tip lining, I was all about like clouds and I couldn't see the next stop. It was just go, go, go. And I seriously had a moment with God. I felt <laughs> liberating. Go, Diosito, que I voy.
1: <laughs> what would be the title of the book about you if your worst enemy wrote it?
0: I <laughs> <laughs> Um She's a badass, and I know it. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, what's
1: one question uh, you wish you'd I'd ask that I would have asked you that maybe I didn't get to?
0: Uy, esas son buenas preguntas. Okay. Um, what do you wish people knew more about you? Um, and this part we didn't touch on, uh, and it's not a regret. It's not a failure, but I was divorced but also taught me a lot. Mm. It went through, it was a very dark time. I believe, you know, we went through bankruptcy, este, o sea, tocando fondo. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I also turned it around and said, hey, este, I'm going to be the best divorcee ever. Um, Again, this is so therapeutic. And I remember, uh, and I still say this, um, you're one of the few, no, you're the only one that reacted the way I wish everybody was else would have reacted. <laughs> I, know, I wanted to kick his ass. <laughs> oh, like, show me that fool. But, but, oh. but the good girl in me was like, and here's the thing. I was <laughs> like, and my brother, because I told my brother that he, I was cracking up. He would. like, Yeah, well, I kind of wish you would, too. No, they said, no, Ruby, here's the thing. este. I respected you and you si tu eres la más dolida, you were the most hurt at that point and you being the most hurt said you gotta respect him because he is gonna be around until she's uh, you know, eighteen and beyond, obviously. Um we need, you set the tone on how you wanted us to treat him. And I said, Yeah. But deep down I wanted you to
1: <laughs> I would have done it.
0: Yeah, you would have yeah. done it. it. You know, it, it's hurtful and I and you are the only one that said that and it stuck with me like, yeah, that that's you know, but yeah, and Tito said, you know, this is the way I see it. You know, I couldn't, I wanted to, but I also knew that I was going to harm you because I was going to break, you know, la la the family dynamic yeah. right there. Cause we want to make sure that Kayla was growing up with two uh, parents that yeah. if we didn't choose each other, well, okay, so let it be. But at least we wanted to make sure that we grew up, you know, have her grow up in a decent house, two households. Yeah. We were, um, y hasta la fecha hasta la fecha y you know, no no lo hemos partido su madre I'm cool <laughs> but for in a, no 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 verdad. no pero he's a good guy he's a decent guy and the biggest blessing I always tell people este fue que se casó con una mujer maravillosa he's uh, married and has beautiful children and the way he has his family it was meant to be he's happy he's with who was supposed to be And entonces en grew up knowing um how two very different people can still be civil yeah. you know llevarnos bien llevar la uh, fiesta en paz so it is possible. It is possible. And no lo respeto y ha sido muy muy padre para él, así que Life is good.
1: Life is good. Well, hey, I appreciate you coming down. I I think there lots of lessons people could learn from your life mm. and I'm sure you're still learning from it. You've taken many roads and it's gotten you here and mm-hmm. I'm excited to see where the yeah. future roads take you. Yeah.
0: yeah. well, you know, right now I'm in the love love road and estoy bastante enamorada con nice. la vida, con también con so I'll just yeah. throw that name out there. Yeah. <laughs> este, así que sí, tengo que decir que las bendiciones son buenas. It's about that time. you know. Right. Yeah, it's good. Is Love is good. It. All right, chócala. Eso. All right. All right. Nos vemos. Gracias. Bye-bye. This podcast is brought to you by Infinite Resources, a local staffing agency connecting diverse job candidates in central Iowa companies. Amplified.